What's up, Society members? Welcome to the Underground Society podcast, a show that helps you achieve your goals in the EDM industry. I'm your host, Justin McGarry, and I invite you to join me as I cover the challenges the professor industry had overcome or start building their careers and finding success. Welcome to season three, everybody, year three. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. This year, we are kicking things off with an absolutely cracked producer who has an even more cracked brand. Sorry, that was supposed to be an egg joke because this week we have the egg man himself, Cyclops, to talk about how the egg became a part of his branding and why it has become such a pivotal thing in getting people's attention in the current music climate. We talk about everything from how social media has changed over time, new mediums that have become popular in the last few years to become even more connected with your fans, and so much more. So I hope you're ready to get in this one. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by AirVDM. AirVDM is your premier electronic dance music brand, a print digital magazine, lifestyle-inspired subscription box, and full production event company. AirVDM has been forging the future of EDM for over five years now and produces only the finest content, events, and apparel for EDM fans worldwide. Curated for ravers by ravers. Visit AirVDM.com, that is E-R-A-O-F-E-D-M.com, to join the movement and see how you can get involved. Now enjoy the episode. Cyclops, the egg man. Welcome <laughs> to the Underground Society podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. How are good. you doing? Awesome, man. Happy to be in the new year and everything so far is going well in the year. So how's things been for you? How's the new year? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, really excited. I got a lot of shows coming up for this like first quarter. Um, yeah, we're getting some like releases set up and it's looking pretty good. We got our first festival booking the other day. Congrats. Oh, yeah. Looking, looking bright this year. Um, well, I want to bring it back to um, kind of the beginning. So um, if you could tell me kind of how the Cyclops project came to be, how you got into music, um, kind of how everything started pre that time. Yeah. Uh, so I got into music. Um, I, I guess, I, I don't know how far to go back, but I guess I got into like rock music in like middle school, okay. um, like Metallica, ACDC, stuff like that. Uh, and I started playing guitar to, in the eighth grade. I still love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Started playing guitar in the eighth grade and pretty much right around that time I got into like recording. I really wanted to like make my own songs on the computer. Um, and so like all through high school, I was like making rock and metal stuff. Um, so that was kind of like the first foray into production for me. And then when I got to college, uh, my roommate was really into electronic music and he kind of showed me all this stuff at that time. Like this was like 2015. So like Jack, U was really big. Oh, Getter, yeah. Ausla, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, so I started getting into electronic music and realized, you know, like now I don't have to be in a band. I can just like be one guy, like a producer. Um, and that was really interesting to me. So that kind of went full into the electronic thing um, and started Cyclops in 2016. Okay. What initially with, with the popularity of almost a different genre kind of at the time that was hot and what got you into it, what kind of caused you to make dubstep? Uh, I really liked like what Jack U and the Elsa stuff was going on i really like getter um yeah. just really wild dubstep stuff like festival style stuff um, i'm surprised like what what do you think about the whole getter when you kind of switch directions uh yeah it was pretty crazy um i was like a huge fan of like the old like bro step stuff yeah. so um the melodic stuff really good it just like wasn't exactly what i wanted Very out of getter. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, it's like when you have an established brand of Getter, it's like to go in and change, like, yeah. that's fine if you want to make different music, but like maybe start like a side project or something. Because people identify certain projects that, you know, once they get to that level with um, different sounds. So yeah, it's, it's a risky move for them, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that being said, I haven't really talked to anyone that started out with um, being on Disciple Roundtable, and I feel like they really supported you like early on. Um, yeah. And there, was that kind of the first kind of big group or label that supported you? 
Yeah, I think so. So um, prior to that, uh, I had been on bass weight. That okay. was kind of like the first big like heavy dubstep mm-hmm. release I was on. But Disciple Roundtable definitely like felt like a moment for me. Like I felt like I was like kind of leveling up and uh, starting to get a little bit of recognition for like my heavy dubstep stuff. Right. Well, how did that kind of all kind of start to take place with Disciple? Uh, yeah. So in 2019, uh, I started like working with a manager and we got a little okay. more clear on like what I should be doing. Cause I, at, bef- prior to that, I was like kind of in between heavy dubstep and like melodic stuff. Um, so we kind of focused in on just like the heavy stuff and, um, all year we had like been sending stuff out and nothing was sticking. People mm-hmm. weren't jumping on stuff. Um, and then right what towards the, the first, end of the, what was the first song that really caught on? Um, as far as like getting signed or yeah, getting signed and all that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I had a song "Bite" that got played out at Lost Lands. Okay. Um, so I had so, you know some Lost Lands playouts, and I was able to kind of leverage that and be like, "Look at what's going on here," um, and that kind of helped get my foot in the door. So, what were you doing before Cyclops? Were you producing at all, or was that kind of like you you started producing and Cyclops was like yeah. what you first went after? Um, so in 2015, I, I kind of went all in onto like electronic music production. Okay. Um, and kind of jumped around some different aliases and didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, and then, I don't know, I guess Cyclops was the one that stuck and I knew I kind of wanted to just like make big sounding music, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of where the name came from. Um, I think it's super interesting how you, how you've incorporated the whole egg thing too. I know I started off <laughs> my, this conversation with say, yeah. calling you the egg man, but how, how did that kind of, when did that come along? Uh, that started last year. Um, or I guess 2021 now, the last year was okay. 2022, uh, 2021, um, somebody just randomly DM'd me egg and, um, I responded <laughs> with egg and we kind of went back and forth a little bit and I posted that on my story, like, Oh, I love connecting with you guys. <laughs> uh, and then people just started messaging me like egg, like a ton of eggs. That's awesome. Um, yeah. kind of just like blossomed it literally just there. happened by itself <laughs> organically. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's super cool and important that people like, recognize not only with with i know cyclops and egg doesn't really have anything to do next right. necessarily together but it almost is it's it's turned into like almost like your character or like your mascot for the cyclops brand yeah and i think a lot of the top people you look at excision with dinosaurs you look at um Subtronics with even with him with the cyclops um thing right. talk about how important it is to almost create a character for a project since we see so many of the big guys do it right um so i guess prior to that i mean obviously trying to get something with eyes to yeah. stick um it's funny that like the egg thing is the thing that's stuck just like some <laughs> shit post joke but um i kind of love that about it that it's just like this one big shit post that everybody's in on um and yeah so since people have like been gravitating to it we, we've been leaning into it more mm-hmm. and trying to you know make content around it like we just did a uh couple you know like five track ep of remixes called mary eggsmas Yes, um, yes, which is amazing, by the way. I, your you. marshmallow remix is so sick. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, so just try to make like little egg pieces that all tie into that. Um, we'll, we'll probably end up trying to do like some egg visuals, maybe some like egg merch Sweet. down the road. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's just like once you have that character, it's like so easy to, like you said, create merch or like just right. grow the idea and make it a part of like what people almost notice you for too. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important to definitely find that. It's just, it's kind of just tricky. It's whatever sticks with people, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Just have you ran into away. any trademark issues with Subtronics, or has that ever been um, an issue? No, no, no we're good. We're good. I know you have. <laughs> you've released a song with Sonia, and you, you've you've released on his label. So I, I think, yeah. you know, I'm sure you guys have a great relationship. But um, was there any? Has there any? Has there been any confusion between? I'm sure there um, has, but between you and Subtronics. Uh, a little bit with the label. People think I like work at the label, so they'll send me stuff. Ah, and, got it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not your guy. <laughs> but uh, when I started Cyclops, I didn't had like never heard of Subtronics at mm-hmm. the time. Like I was making Bro Step. He was in Rhythm, um, and he was like you know a lot smaller then. Um, and eventually, you know, like we knew of each other, and like we were friendly with each other. Um, and so we we've had the conversation before. He's all good. I'm all good um he understands you know there's brand overlap all the time so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it happens with so many people i mean yeah yeah it does happen a lot and going back to the egg thing that's it was that really what like cemented that for you was like you finally got people's attention and it started like growing since that or were you already yeah. kind of on an upper trajectory by the time that happened um so i feel like as far as like music goes and uh, maybe signing music i was doing pretty well signing like stuff with labels and stuff and getting playouts um, prior to that. But I feel like from like an online standpoint or like building some kind of momentum behind the project, the egg things definitely helped um, making just like jokes online and shit posts, um, just You're leveraging a lot that. of online stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The egg thing definitely ties in with that. But like this past year for sure, it definitely feels like I've started to get some momentum in that regard. Yeah, even your tweets, man. Some of your <laughs> tweets are lethal. It's <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so funny. <laughs> what other things have you done to, I guess, gain people's attention as you started to build your project? Yeah, um, it's been kind of like a lot of trial and error. Some things have worked, some things haven't worked. Like when I first started out, I was doing a lot of YouTube tutorials. And so people started knowing me for that, but they didn't really care about the music side of things. So I was like putting all my energy into tutorials and people were asking me for, you know, oh, can you make this tutorial? And I, at the time I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm killing it. But then no one would go listen to my music. And uh, so I kind of had to like make the decision. All right, I get, if I really want to be known as like a producer and go play shows and stuff, I really got to like double down on the music and kind of step away from YouTube. I looked at your YouTube. You've been you've been on YouTube for what, six years now? Something like that. Long I think so. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> As I early like minute long clip <laughs> videos of tutorials and stuff. It's yeah. I was I watched a couple of them. It's cool to see. <laughs> it's just like been like a lot of like phases of that of trying different things and seeing what works, what doesn't. Being able to watch you and find out who you, I didn't even know who you were until 2020, I think. And yeah. then being able to see you play Lost Lands and see you play some of the bigger shows. And um, I wanted to talk about even y- y- your tour coming up with Atelians that you just announced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did that kind of fall into place? Um, so I was kind of friendly with them. So we did a collab in 2021. I was yep. kind of friendly with them before that, uh, like sending the music a lot of the time. Uh, they were playing my stuff out and I posted a whip on Twitter, just like asking who should jump on this. And they were really interested in it. So we started the collab, um, and that ended up being customer service or collab. Mm. Um, and then from there, we just like had a nice relationship. They're very friendly, very helpful. I ran into them at Lost Lands and they're saying, oh yeah, we're getting a tour going. We should definitely, you should jump on for a couple of dates. We're going to Boston and I'm from Boston. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of just worked out like that. Are you just helping? Are you going on the full tour or just like. A uh, I'm on a couple event? dates, just like some East okay. Coast dates. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. That, that'll be awesome, man. Um, do, you, yeah. do you have any more collabs or anything in the works with them or. Um, nothing at the moment. 
Um, got some other collabs in the work that I don't know if I can talk about right now, but uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. You mentioned working at a radio station. Do you work for just like a local like radio yeah, station? Yeah, so just Boston? a small little oh, radio sick. station. Um, what, what kind of music is? Uh, it's like mostly jazz and like easy listening stuff. We have some like blues programs, some like discovery programs where you'll just like hear a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then like some talk show stuff. And so I'll, a lot of weeks I'm like editing talk shows and scheduling shows and oh, like the cool. back end stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's your specific like position there? Uh, I do title? Title. I guess I don't know what my title is. I don't really have like a title. <laughs> I guess I'd say like radio engineer or something. But okay, cool. I do like all the back end stuff, like editing and scheduling for the radio every week. How'd you get into that? Uh, so I went to school for sound recording technology, which is just like recording bands in a studio, all types of like recording type stuff. Um, and I liked that radio is kind of like a you know nine to five type job because a lot of like studio work ends up being late night sessions or, you know, all over the place. So it was kind of nice having just like a standard nine to five job weekdays. Yeah. And then being able to travel on the weekends and stuff. Yeah. Do you see yourself doing that long term? Or? It's definitely comfortable right now. And obviously it works well with the playing shows on weekends. Uh, yeah. But I would like to go full time with production. Not quite there yet, but. Yeah. How long do you, what's your plan to go full time? Uh, I Hopefully by the end of the year. I guess I don't know for sure. Uh, just, you know, however ex expenses work out and stuff. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would really like to by the end of the year. That's so surprising to me sometimes when people are like, they, they see people like you or they're like, oh, you, like he's, you have tons of label releases, you're playing huge festivals and stuff. And it's like, you're still not like, full <laughs> yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. I think it's so crazy for people to sometimes find out about that. I, I honestly thought you were full-time music. I didn't know you were, yeah, uh, no, you had a second deal. job too. But how did you learn how to do production? Um, mostly just online, like reading forums and YouTube videos. I think back in the day, there wasn't as many resources as there are now. So it was a lot of just like reading forums and somebody, you know, just like, oh, I think I figured out how to get this snare yeah. sound or, um, that was kind of like the start of it for me. Um, my dad was in like rock bands, like before I was born. So he had like and things. So thankfully I was able to, you know, start recording with some of the equipment he used to have, um, just got like my foot in the door. Something that I noticed you did very successfully and something that I think that we've all kind of had to learn how to adapt to do is the whole transition with social media, especially Instagram, going from like very like written content into like video content, yeah. or like just pictures <laughs> into video. And I think that you, what, probably in the last year, you've really gotten into posting a lot more reels and stuff like that. Where What kind of gave you that push to start making that kind of content other than yeah. like the transition, obviously, everyone had to make? Right. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people just got kind of like pushed into it because, yeah, forced to. Um, I don't know. I've always liked making videos, like especially with like, you know, I did YouTube prior. Uh, even before that, I was making like stupid videos with friends in high school, um, making like videos for school and stuff like that. Um, so I've always liked making videos. And I guess, you know, when it came along that we did like, you know, start making reels and like short form content, uh, it was interesting to me. And I, I do have fun, like trying to think about like, how, do, how can I make this as compelling as possible? And just like, you know, 15 seconds or less. And uh, I like the kind of like strategy or game behind it, because some stuff doesn't stick, some stuff does stick and try to analyze what about the stuff that did work, did work. Um, that's all very fun to me. How have you learned to like, I guess, change when things aren't working? Because I think that's important, too. 
is like yeah. noticing when things aren't working and knowing when to pivot or change. What has been um, like one of your biggest pivots that you've had to make through that process? Um, oh, so I guess, so I, I kind of started with TikTok last year. Okay. Um, I was making a lot of like comedy content. Dude, I did not, I did not want to get on TikTok for like the longest time. I was like, yeah. I don't want to. And now that it like kind of switched from like dancing and comedy right. to like more, you know, um, yeah, I'm really glad it got yeah. like yeah. <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> People would realize like how cringy it was. Um, but you yeah. started there. And then, yeah, so. When I started on TikTok, I, I was making like music production content and it did okay, but it wasn't really clicking with people. Um, so I just started trying to make like general comedy content and mm-hmm. I started doing a lot better. Um, I was making like cum jokes and stuff and for whatever <laughs> reason, that, that's like what stuck. Um, and so I was, that worked really well. And then uh, things were growing on there. But then again, I had the problem of people like the cum jokes. They don't really like the, they're not here for the music. Um, so I kind of stopped doing TikTok for a while. And then a few months ago, I've been like going heavily on Instagram, making just like these, you know, clips in front of my mixer, like showing off remixes and things like that. Uh, and that's been doing really well. Um, and so that, that was kind of like a big pivot moment, I guess, from going from music production to comedy, that was one pivot. And then going from realizing the comedy's not helping drive the music. That was another pivot to get focused back on the music stuff. Do you, do you know who uh, Hayes is? He's released under Dead Oh, Beats. yeah, yeah. Yeah, his comedy is fantastic. <laughs> and so he's like good. one of the main DJs who I know that does, a lot, does really well on TikTok. But he was saying, because I had him on the show as well, and he was saying how like, uh, he, since he does do the comedy, anytime he pushes his music or puts something, he even tries stuff in the background or anything, they like, I don't know if it's like that now. Maybe they fixed the algorithm, but it like completely tanked his numbers whenever yeah. he posted anything about music. And like whenever he posted anything about comedy, it would always do really well. Have you ever experienced anything like through yes. those transitions where, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, so the um, the music stuff's doing really well on Instagram right now, but when I post it to TikTok, yeah. it completely flops. And I think the reason is um, early on, TikTok kind of like figures out what your account's supposed to be, like what your niche is. So mm-hmm. like, I, I was making a lot of comedy content, so I think it decided I'm a comedy person. Yeah. And now that when I post the music stuff, it's like, oh, this doesn't fit into what his followers want or what the algorithm is supposed to serve. And now it, everything just like flops if it's not comedy. You know what's interesting is in other countries, so like I think it's like in China or something, or I think that's where TikTok is from. Um, hmm. They have like more educational type videos. Oh, I heard that. Like, yeah, yeah, they'll have like Discovery Channel type <laughs> videos, like and like it's all educational, and that's like what they push, and that's what's like popular over there. But then over here, they like completely have a different algorithm, and it's like all just like <laughs> dancing and like goofy shit that Americans yeah. are just like, yes. <laughs> I think what what I was gonna compare your your videos especially in the last couple i just saw you post one earlier today um but i I think the other person that does a good job at that is uh amorphic did you get any inspiration because i know he's been doing that for a minute yeah that's how he gained like his big traction did you pull any inspiration from guys like that who are like oh that seems to be working but let me try it (laughs) yeah yeah him and uh, a lot of other people are doing that um and yeah i've been noticing like uh, for a lot of people it's been doing really well it's almost like Um, a trend for djs it's been like (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, or like producers. That's awesome. Um, what I want to talk about your 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 egg miss thing because I obviously it ties into your brand a lot. What was like your game plan going into that? What what uh, uh, so, um, I guess 
uh, I had a couple of these like remix videos that had done really well. And okay. so I was trying, we were trying to figure out how we They're should release like, them the, that you put on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, so the ones that had done really well, we were kind of like making notes of, all right, we should probably get this one out. We should get this one out. Um, and so I was just thinking about putting out the Grizztronics one. Um, and I was going to like kind of string them along month after month, do like a bootleg remix. Um, and then my manager had suggested, oh, maybe as like a Christmas thing, like we just release, you know, the best five or something. Um, and immediately, like I got the idea of like Eggsmas, like instead of Xmas. And we're like, <laughs> oh, the, the idea is all here. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so That's that was awesome. kind of that. Has it, have you, has it done the numbers that you were expecting it to? Has it performed well and everything? Yeah, it did really well. Awesome. Yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah, I know the, um, people, the, everything that you included in, on that is a free download as well on SoundCloud, right? Yeah. For other producers listening, go ahead and snag because I know the producers that I hang around, uh, <laughs> my roommate actually, um, he <laughs> snagged your uh, marshmallow one. So, oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he will be playing that at his next show. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's so so awesome, man, that you've included the whole egg thing into your brand. It's so like <laughs> funny and just something that people can catch on with. Um, I was going to ask, uh, go back to that and ask you, uh, what would be your suggestion for someone, I know that's gained you a lot of attention and stuff, what would be your suggestion to someone who may be struggling with getting the attention in their current music? Or like yeah. they're, they're, they've been doing it for a couple of years and they're like, man, I've tried everything in the book. What do I need to do to like, Hit yeah. that peak. Um, I guess one thing I had to ask myself like early on is um, like really take like a good look at your music and ask yourself, is it up to par with other people's music? Uh, and if it's not, then you really got to like put in the work to make sure you're at that caliber. Um, and then the other thing I would say is probably getting more serious about posting online content because I think that's a whole uh, like, you know, content and branding that's a whole other like domain that I feel like doesn't get enough attention from a lot of producers. Um, yeah. A lot of people just post like flyers they're playing and like, don't, I don't even know who this person is unless yeah. it's like, it's, it's like, and then the people who are, you know, actually starting to be successful actually have like almost like a comedy or like they, they have a strong intention behind their brand or like they have like a reason for being there and that it's, they, right. that's what they put on social media. But yeah, I think trying to make a connection with your fans is like a big yeah. next step and trying to figure out what exactly that looks like for you. Uh, like for me, you know, it's making jokes online, but for other people, it's, you know, making some kind of educational content. Some people do podcasts to connect yeah. with people or. Yeah, so finding out what works is, for you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I, I can be a platform, but I, I don't know. There's only been like a few artists who have created podcasts. Um, and I, I think the ones that have like, I think are. Jaws did one during COVID. Yeah. Um, there's another one with Willie Joy, but they are, they've all like immensely helped their music career too. Cause it, it, it like you said, it, the, they, it's a place where people can go to find out more information and get to know right. that person for who they are. Yeah. Right. The pod, yeah, yeah. podcasting is great for that. You're like, yeah. you're actually watching them. You're hearing them yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think I like taboos podcast, oh, uh, taboos this podcast too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you listened to Wakan uh, TV? They've only on, like, done like six episodes, but it's Liquid Stranger and Loper. Oh, that's pretty sick. It's super good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do. They, they have like high quality cameras and stuff. It's a cool thing to watch on YouTube as well. So right, people who are listening right now and you go check that yeah. out. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Tabu is a really good podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about doing anything about you know, going, growing more of your YouTube or getting into a pot and you know, starting your own podcast or anything like that? 
Yeah, I definitely want to do more long form type stuff um, at some point in the future. I'm just like very busy right now. Um, so it's definitely on my radar to do something like that, whether it's a podcast or some kind of vlog or tour or thing like that. Um, that would be, be cool. sick. That, that's been an idea for me, too, is maybe creating like a vlog type thing with the Underground Society brand later on. The, yeah. the, do, you, do you currently watch any vloggers or anything like that? Um, I watch a lot of YouTube. I've definitely watched vloggers in the past and gotten very invested. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some names. Well, I think I watch more vloggers than I do like TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very into that. Um, but yeah, that's something that people haven't done yet is, you know, artists, at least artists or, you know, even a publication is done. is like really like started a vlog and like made it good enough to like, like YouTube standards. You know what I mean? Right. Like no one's really done. Like we've done taught. There's been podcasters and stuff or like people who have gotten famous influencers on Instagram or something like that. But yeah, no one's taken the leap yet to start the start the vlogging. I don't even know, like cause I, I think the YouTube algorithm now is favoring more like the game shows. I don't know if you watch like Mr. Beast or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And they're favoring more of that kind of content versus like. I don't know if the vlog thing would even like maybe yeah, people are interested, but it'd be it'd be kind of a hard medium. Right. I, I think people like David Dobrik or like Logan Paul, yeah. they've like kind of gone this route where like not only are they doing a vlog, but like the vlog needs to have some kind of like event that happens in the vlog yep. that, you know, becomes a title or whatever. So it's yep. not really so much vlogging anymore. It seems like, at least for that type of stuff. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting to see like, I think, Sol oh, you know who did it with Solvent King? Solvent King, did oh, yeah, like yeah. A, he does like a little vlog, vlog thing. He doesn't, he's not like super, super consistent, but he does do like tour vlogs and stuff. Um, Oh, back cool. in the day, uh, I think Getter did a tour vlog. Um, yeah, Getter used to. Getter still knows like some of those big YouTube guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Throwback, man. Other than the Atelian stuff, is there any new music coming out soon? I know you just released Eggmas, but do you have stuff in the works? Uh, we're trying to get that stuff you can right now. tease. <laughs> yeah, I had like a huge writer's block last year, so I'm like just starting to get my momentum back. So nothing queued up quite yet, but I'm. Definitely getting stuff finished now, and uh, we're in the talks of getting like an EP going and stuff. Awesome. So, so the song, the re how many releases did you have last year? Um, I think we rolled out EP like pretty slowly. Okay. So it was kind of some singles leading up to the EP. Uh, maybe about like eight songs, eight Got it. releases, I'd say. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, because I thought was that all pre like throughout your. How long was your writer's block? Um, I was kind of in a place where like I wasn't sure what I should be making or exactly how I should like sonically what it should sound like. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a lot of experimenting for like six or eight months. Um, but Wait. now I feel a little more confident as to like what I'm making, what I should be making. Yeah. The, I, yeah. I would imagine I've heard from other people that like even like making the, the bootlegs for, you know, your Eggman stuff. Uh, did that help kind of, were you able to kind of try things out throughout that process of writing that? Right. The uh, all these like Instagram videos have definitely been helpful where it's just yeah. like I can just try you're doing it for content and you're doing yeah. it for content, but then it's also helping in the back end your, your writing process and stuff. That's cool. Right. Very cool. Awesome. And anything else that you'd like to tease going into next year? Um, or this year, shows I say it's 2023. Yeah. It's the 6th, 5th. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shows, uh, music will be coming. Um, We'll definitely be doing more merch. Uh, all good things coming up. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time today. We'll wrap up here. Um, where can the listeners get in touch with you? Um, 
Twitter, Instagram, always responding to stuff. So Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, one more question before we get out of here. Um, if there was one piece of advice you could tell yourself when you first started producing music, what would it be? Um, focusing on the music early on and just trying yeah. to get better at producing and writing good music. Cause I feel like once I hit a certain point with that, things just like doors started to open and mm -hmm. everything started changing. Um, so really like doubling down on the learning and getting better process. Thanks again to Cyclops for joining me on the first episode of season three. I really appreciate your insight and how building something as silly as an egg into your branding can make it so much easier for people to notice you in today's music climate. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to stay up to date on all of our episodes. And if you enjoyed this one, throw a post on social media, tag both Cyclops and Underground Society and let them know how much you liked it. Link to both of our social media accounts are in the description. Have a great week.